Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world today, we welcome you to Wow, What a Show. Here we are again. It's been a minute, but we're back and we hope to stay back. Um, we are definitely coming to you live this morning. And we're expecting my good friend, Lady R, Rima Joseph. Um, so we're going to get started with something that is really exciting today. Our last episode uploaded to Rehoboth Institute of the Arts, which is um, the foundation for our podcast. It is the main podcast. Our live production is Wow, What a Show. Um, we're going to... Uh, connect those two this morning with a discussion and a follow-up of an episode that we put there. Uh, It is titled Communicating, and it's uh, delivered to us by Reverend John Thomas from Wadesboro, North Carolina. What I want you to know is that um, our our Wow What a Show is an outreach, the outreach uh, podcast of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And Rehoboth Institute is a collective of artists who join together in commitment to the Lord, using our gifts to continue to outreach to others and to uh, carry the gospel in such a way as to make it at least heard by many in different forms other than you know, the Sunday service and preaching, etc. And the Lord has given us um, this desire. And he also uh, gave us opportunity to do this um, uh, some years ago, which was such a wonderful experience. I can't tell you how good it was. At this point, I want to say good morning to my dear, dear sister, Gabrielle. How are you, Benona Gabrielle? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I am doing kind of good, too. Thank you. Um, Had some stomach trouble, so my sleep was truncated greatly, reduced Mm. the hours, but I am grateful to the Lord that I am up alive and well. And as my friend Tony would say, (laughs) breathing on schedule. So thank God for that, right? (laughs) I do, I do. Thank God. Yes. We are breathing on the schedule. Indeed, indeed. So uh it's it's I, to the listening audience, we're coming in from different parts of the country. Um uh, Gabs is in the sunny south, I call it. It's where I was born and it's the home of my birth. And that that spirit of place uh, is there for me when I go home. I really feel at home. I am in the northeastern part and have lived here for 30 some years and I still don't feel at home in this part of the country. Um, <laughs> and we're meeting uh, via the, the app here on Podbean, which is a really good thing. And we're yeah. waiting a little bit for our friend who might be 
um, detained because of her duties with her granddaughter this morning. So uh, we're going to get right in. So uh, Gabs, you, hmm, I'm sorry. I said understood. And yes, I yes, am in Cindy. the what you call sunny south. However, it's not so sunny today. It's been overcast the last few days. It isn't. It's rainy. <laughs> really? It's rainy and cold. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> but it's the sun shines in our hearts anyway. Amen. God. And I'm gonna tell God. you, <clears throat> excuse me, I have I have a cough here. But the yes. sunny south gets very um uh <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Ooh. During this time uh of the <clears throat> oh I I can't hold on, I'm so sorry. I need to All I don't right, know how to not time. let you hear it. The sunny wow. south seems to mourn uh, with the um, Easter season. I used to notice that as a child. Every, mm -hmm. you know, just as you're going into Lent and up to uh, the beauty of spring, which happens rather early, generally, right? It begins yeah. to show itself. Spring shows itself, but then we come into the Easter season. And closer we got to Easter or to the you know the resurrection. I mean the crucifixion of Christ. The gloomier the weather, it would rain. It would be cold. Uh, mm -hmm. The flowers and everything go budding, but still that that gloominess was there. So I'm not surprised at all that um, <laughs> that you're saying that about the weather. Uh, down south because I remember that growing up so um endure it'll be over very soon oh yeah <laughs> and all that beautiful sunshine will pop right out with a vengeance right it'll be it'll be summer <laughs> in the springtime <laughs> yeah uh, I really yeah. miss it I do <laughs> the trees are budding and the daffodils yeah. are bloomed <laughs> I know yes. It's a gorgeous time of year. I want to come Beautiful. home, and I I plan to get there soon. So, uh, good morning, Sister Rima. You're here now. We were good morning. waiting for you. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we hear you fine. Yes. I'll, I'll yes. let you know if I don't. Yeah, thank we're you. fine here this morning. Thank God for that. Thank Let's begin. Um, with a prayer i just feel the necessity for that today more more well as much as in other times and uh if we could do all three of us a round robin prayer uh just begin uh you know short-lived not however the lord leads you but uh we want to start today's discussion because i think it's a very important one and i really do want to be led by the spirit so I will start, and then whoever will follow will be just fine. Good morning, Lord, or good afternoon, Father, or good evening, Lord. You are Lord over the day, all 24 hours. Wherever others are located at this time, you are there. And I'm so very pleased to tell the listening audience just that one thing, that you are there. Oh my goodness, you are there. 
we come to you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, realizing as a as a result of our understanding in the Psalms that the heavens do declare your glory, that night unto night does utter speech, and the knowledge of you is revealed in the glorious heavens through the night, through the day, through the storm, the wind, the sun, the moon, and the stars, everything is a declaration of your great glory. Also in Psalm 139, it is written, no matter where I am, if I should take the wings of the morning or make my bed in hell, lo, you are there. There is no place that I can be that you are not. And Father, we praise and thank you for that today and ask your divine guidance on our conversation, on our discussion, which is taken from your word. We are talking about you. This is, wow, what a show. And the show is our Father, our God, creator of all, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, we come to you one more time, giving you so many thanks for life, for the gift of life, for the changing of the seasons, Lord. It's so beautiful to look outside and see the bright sun, see the sunshine. It's so good to see little plants sprouting up, poking their heads out, Lord, as if to say, thank you. I'm back. Here I am. God, <laughs> this puts a smile on our faces. At least it puts a smile on my face. Excited. I look forward to digging into that ground and seeing what I can bring out again and how I can feed my babies. And the whole thing just excites me. And so, Father, with life, we thank you for another day to be able to open our eyes and greet the day. And we greet the day in your strength, knowing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you for my friends, Lord. Thank you for the invitation to share in this time, this moment, with our friends all across this earth. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray that our conversation today will be pleasing in your sight. I pray, Lord, that we will, when we open our mouths, we will say only what you want us to say. And we pray, Lord, that on the other end, the hearers will receive what you want them to hear and receive. We pray, Lord, that our conversation will be Bible-based. And Lord, if there's anything in us that's not to be, we ask you right now, Lord, to purify us, cleanse us, and make us vessels of honor. It is in your sweet name, Jesus, that we say thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the new day. Thank you, Lord, that this is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. Help us to focus on your word and not what we see. 
Let us be yielded to your word, your guiding, and let us know that in all things you work them out for the good of those who are called and those of us who love you. Let your will be fulfilled in the earth Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know what happened there, but I lost you for a second. Um, Yeah, I keep losing everybody, too. (laughs) Oh, my, not good. Father, we thank you for taking these airwaves and and, um, causing them to obey you this morning as we discuss this very important uh, word that we had from Reverend Thomas. I just want to give him uh, or or honor him in this way, you know, uh, uh, what am I saying today? Oh, I need I need some um, cod liver oil, I think. But to openly oh, yeah. uh, say thank you to Reverend Thomas for having given us that great sermon, which is in the episode list of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts podcast. Uh, and it is titled Communicating. That's how he started it, Communicating. It's so important. So all of us have listened to it, right? Um, and, and we just want to, First, just respond to it. I, I, no detail because we're going to do follow up, and I and I have a scripture that I want us to go into. But tell me, guys, uh, each of you in your own way, what that sermon uh, communicated to you. Um, it was a very good sermon. I often have thought about this topic myself. Um, communication mm-hmm. is really uh, just. It, it just helped me recognize that the, the, the word of God has not, it, it has left no stone unturned. Um, Amen. It, is, it just covers everything. And, and we should be, it helped me to recognize that I should be constant in my consideration of my posture, the, the things I'm saying and doing and who's around me and, because in every everything we are telling something, <laughs> whether we're speaking or just moving or you know the facial expression, communication is all 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 the time, all through the day, every day. Good, that's good. I agree, mm-hmm. Sister. Lady, so true. that's so true. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I agree. I agree with Sister Gab completely. I, I don't know. I used to pride myself a long time ago, a long time ago, in being a good communicator. And one of the things I was missing was that body language is a great communicator. It's a great form of communicating. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it then. I I focused more 
on what I was saying, the words that were coming out. And mm -hmm. I remember way back when as a teenager or a preteen, my dad and I used to have wonderful discussions. And he used to say, the, the thing I, the takeaway for me from those conversations was, it's not what you said, it's how you say it. And mm -hmm. that's something I have carried with me and I always told, I always tell Jamila that. I still tell her that. And, and I say, Jamila, I don't know why, because we always communicate in the house. Of course, every, every family does. But Jamila and I have these discussions and I'm always saying that to her. And she will say it back to me. Like you said, Mom, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. So I pray. I, I've learned so much from this um, sermon. And I pray that I will be a better... Over the years, I've learned to become a better communicator and pay more attention to body language. So I thank God for this sermon. It was a blessing. Indeed. And I, too, uh, have the exact same thoughts about it. Um, I have definitely been aware of uh, communication through other means than the mouth. For many years, I was a communicator, but it was it through my body. And so I understand body language very well um, and expressions that are, are not from words spoken. Uh, Benone is also a dancer. So that's something that you really, really become so very aware of as a dancer because they, you know, your classes focus on the language of the body. That's how it goes. But with regard to um, an application of that in your day-to-day -day interactions, I'm not sure at all that I was um, <laughs> as aware there as I ought to have been. And what he brings out in the uh, sermon indicates that probably many of us are not aware as born-again believers of Jesus Christ, as ambassadors of God, as those who communicate and are witnessing uh, the, go uh, the gospel to the whole world. It is to the whole world that you are communicating. And at all times, it's a 24-7 nonstop uh, a, a lifestyle for those who believe in Christ. And caught off guard at any moment could be detrimental to someone else's listening and understanding. So I want to bounce off of the um, scripture that is written in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And then I'm going to bounce around that scripture. Okay, we're going to move from that scripture uh, to parts of the same chapter in our discussion this morning. But I want to just read it now. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, 
which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. It's amazing. This scripture to me, you know, I was walking this morning. I had to walk because I just didn't feel good. And I, I woke to what, you know, to get my body kind of realigned. And it's a good thing, walking or driving, I can really concentrate and think, right? Uh, I guess it's it's good. We know walking does that. So in this scripture, we have been assigned, as it were, or recognized as a different people than we were before coming to Christ or before the redemption of Christ over our lives. And so we're called here a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And then he says that we should show, show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, so I'm going to, I have a, a thing or two to say, but I want you guys to react to that. What does it, what does that speak to you um, that you are chosen, a chosen generation? What exactly do you think he's saying there? Hmm. Called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Different. 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 Yeah, called. Different. And generation. Chosen generation. Does that speak anything to your mind? Like, what is a generation? A long time. (laughs) You know what? For such a time as this. Amen. Both of those. Oh, I'm excited because you guys hit right into, which validates, you know, that the Holy Spirit is speaking, I believe. That's right. Who were in time past, but we now have been reborn. The rebirth puts us into a different generation of life. And that generation will never pass away. It is the everlasting redeemed. And so that just those two words speak all of that to my heart, it, to my spirit. It says you are born again and now you are part of a, of a generation that is eternal. Never you're going to leave. Always be there. Amen. And then uh, so that's the generation. I'll bet you there's more in it. But a royal priesthood, what does that speak to your heart? Uh, somewhat of um, a leadership underneath, appointed leadership underneath the, the leadership of God. Um, pointing people to him, you know, to me. Priesthood, they they carry out certain tasks assigned, and they are they have to have been anointed by mm-hmm. appointed 
mm-hmm. anointed and appointed mm-hmm. by the Most High. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And in that appointment, um, we're special. We're not only are we different, but we're special. Um, special to do a certain work, certain type of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not just at uh, uh, royalty to me is is special it's not just ordinary it's it's mm-hmm. I, I want to say a cut above the ordinary but not in a prideful way mm-hmm. um, uh, if you look at just a regular royal well I say or regular royalty um, they are esteemed. Uh, to do a certain work in society, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, biblically, like Sister Gabby said, the priesthood being called to do certain work. So, I see specialty or specialness, if there's such a word, in this. Mm-hmm. In this royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. I, I like it again. The I went the, the the combination of your words say something uh, of the whole the, of the totality of what the royal priesthood is all about. It is not as the world sees royalty, yet it is royal. And by royal, what do we mean? We mean of an ancestry born into something that is above the regular. I like the word different. I, I love the book different. I, and I tried to get that book again and I cannot find it. But I gave it to my son who never keeps up with anything. And so I gave it to him to read. He never gave it back. Don't call him out. Well, I didn't call his name, so you still don't know who I'm talking about, but nonetheless, that's how he is. He devours books, he does, he really reads, but um, yeah. when he's finished with the book, uh, you know, I can never find it, but anyway, he'll talk. I know he read it because he talked about it, right? But nonetheless, here right. we go. So that royalty uh, bespeaks, I believe, the uh, lineage of Jesus Christ, lineage, ancestry, where you came from and where you're going. So in the world, the royal, the royal people are esteemed uh, as better than everyone else, as richer, than, you know, whatever that is. However, in my studies in history, well, and watching, you know, watching the monarchs of England, the monarchy in England, there is also an expectation of the royal, and that is that they would do good deeds, that they actually will perform those things that are humanitarian and that also um, uh, helps the lives of others, builds the quality of life for other people. And we saw Lady Diana, uh, you know, all in Africa, hugging and holding those children. And in India, she had a mind to do that work, right? And uh, we see now uh, her sons uh, following her footsteps, especially the younger one, um, Mm -hmm. 
Mary. He's in the limelight. He and the, the actress, what's her name? I forget. Megan. They were taking up humanitarian work like his mother. So there is that expectation. And it seems to me that both of you have said the same thing, kind of, you know, the lineage. And I like also, Sister Rima, that you pointed out that the, the lineage or the cut aboveness does not mean you are proud or um, taken out of the, the, the intentions of God for all of mankind. That, that does not exist in this royal priesthood. And uh, Gabs, I just love also that you said, anointed and appointed to do certain tasks to serve. Absolutely. And the priest is the uh, handler of, of what? Those things that are spiritual. Yeah. So it's a high, uh, so it's a high, high yes. calling. This, to me, this word, and, I'm, and we're going to get to communicating. I think it's important, though, to understand who we are so that we also understand what we communicate and how we communicate. So a chosen generation of royal pussy. I think, girls, you just preached some sermons this morning. How about a holy nation? What does that speak to your heart? Clean. <laughs> yes. Clean. Yeah. Set apart. Yeah. yeah. Righteous. Righteous. Clean. Set apart. Yeah. And that, you know what? Again, the word different pops up. Totally different. You totally know, different. Uh, right. Totally different. And of course, it's almost like you are um, ascending upward, right? From chosen generation, that's birth, that's beginning. Royal priesthood uh, assignment or appointment. Holy nation. Now we're not just one. We are a part of a larger body as well. There is a nation. We live in the kingdom of God. We are not citizens of who have no, no country. We're not these set apart people. We're not this generation of folk who have no dwelling. We are a part of a nation, and that nation is located, situated as a kingdom, and it is the kingdom of God with the ultimate ruler being God himself. And then this holds a peculiar people, peculiar, peculiar people. How does that hit you? Odd. Yes. Odd. Very, very different. Again, the word different. <laughs> different odd. odd. <laughs> yes. And I Not like that. any other. <laughs> Unlike others. Yes. Unlike anybody else in the world. Yeah. It says it says something. If you um, an oddity, or it may not necessarily be bad. It's different. Difference comes yeah. in again. Um, yeah. Uh, 
and and <laughs> wherever wherever we go, that difference should be seen. Um, yes. Should 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 yeah should manifest. Should yeah yes. It should be manifested. I like yeah. that. It should show. It should be on display, not because you put it on display, but because the peculiarity of it causes it to show forth. And then finally, we've already defined it, but here it is that you should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Ooh. How does that strike you? Ooh. That's just like a great gift. Mm-hmm. Called me out of darkness. Singing forth the praises. Showing the praises. To who has done this wondrous work for it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So um that my life should speak for me that. Glory, glory. That praise, that worship, that thank thankful and grateful heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God for what he has done. Mm. It's almost like an obligation to do that. We're obligated, I believe, to do that, to to tell others, to let it be known. Yeah. Not only are we by our peculiarity um, noticeable or you can't help noticing. If you're different, you're different. And yeah. I think difference is noted. But also with that, there's an obligation to to show and tell the world or others of this, <clears throat> excuse me, this, this um, salvation, this, this redemption, this, we're, we're out of the darkness. Yay, it's, mm-hmm. uh, what comes to my mind is someone who has been to another country, let's say an American who has been somewhere else and has, has encountered some hardships, and they're back on American soil. And one of the first things you see them do is bend down or bow down and kiss the soil that they're on. Mm-hmm. It's kind mm-hmm. of like that kind of imagery that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 yes, we're so grateful. We're thankful to be back home. So we're thankful to be alive. We're thankful to be citizens of the kingdom of God. And Great. we should let that be known. Praise God. That's right. Touchdown. Testimony. Living a testimony. Always. Amen. That's right. Constantly living the testimony of this thing. And and the the oper- the operative uh point, what comes to my mind is when Jesus Christ healed the blind man, and that blind man went through the streets praising him he responded Mm -hmm. immediately and i think i didn't read it this morning but i think that the jesus christ 
No, no, no. The blind man went on. And when blind, the, the, the priest and all those came and said, you know, what what, what, what did happened? you do? He called his mother in and all that. And the little guy <laughs> said, I can't tell you anything, but I was blind. But now I see. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And that is hallelujah. a real hallelujah. Right? Yes. That's a hallelujah. And that is what causes us to show forth the praises of him. We are no longer blind. He called us out of our darkness. I love the song, In My Darkness, Jesus. In my darkness, mm -hmm. Jesus found me. Yes. Uh, touched my touched eyes, my and, made eyes and made me see. Touched yes. Loose the chains which long had bound me. Gave me life and liberty. And oh, liberty. glorious love of Christ, my Lord divine. What made him stoop to save a soul a like soul mine? Like Through all my days and then in heaven above, my soul will silence never. I'll worship God forever. forever. I'll praise him for his wonderful. Well, I'll praise him for his a marvelous love or something like that. This, that is, when I first heard that song, I was in a, a Women Aglow meeting. They were very, very high meetings, always. The worship was always uh, solid. You know, the, these women, the, the chapter that I was attending were always like on, you know what I mean? You didn't have to turn them on. They were on. And we would meet at seven o'clock in the morning at this breakfast, right? And uh, the breakfast never, I don't even remember the food. I want you to understand. I never, I don't even remember the food. I don't know if anybody ever really ate the food because let me tell you, the, the worship would be so amazing. And uh, this woman whose name I still remember, um, and she was a classical singer. And she sang that song. I was what, I don't know, 28 or something. And uh, it felt like the people were swinging from the rafters. It was so high. Oh, amazing truth to ponder. He whom heaven and earth adore. Uh, uh, heaven and earth adore. Lord of heaven, um, what wonder. He what became wonder. a sinner's friend. He became a sinner's friend. Yeah. This is the thing. When you are born again, you cannot help yourself. It does come through. Now, that brings us then to communicating uh, and, and the sermon, right? If indeed this is your new um, person and you've, you've, you've come out of darkness into the marvelous light of Christ, your deliverance has set you in a very exalted position. That's what this speaks to me. That whole, uh, you are a chosen generation. There's an exaltation of who you are. And that exaltation takes you into fellowship with Christ. How then, excuse me, do we fail so dramatically in communicating the, who he is in being the witness who in uh, continually manifesting those praises. What happens to us? How is it that in the sermon and, and Reverend Thomas was so right. Sometimes people who say they are Christian are more 
oh well, you know, just just yeah. more volatile in the, in yeah. temper than those who are in the world. And in church, our fellowship is so um, what's that word? It's so um, diminished. It's so yeah, it's kind of limited. Yeah, limited. What's going on? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, immediately, what comes to mind is Peter just taking his eyes off mm -hmm. of Jesus, looking away. And so, if we're not con, it's abiding. It's abiding in Christ. Oh, yes. And so, in our humanity, I guess, I suppose. When we take our eyes off the mark, when we take our, and even if it's temporal, it's almost as if there's a crack. When you, when that crack is allowed to widen, mm -hmm. other things seep in, mm -hmm. and yeah. and we behave differently from the yes. way we should behave. Yes, you know, um, I have always felt in church like there was a, there are cliques and then also mm -hmm. it's like there are these little islands like mm -hmm. you speak to one another but it's not mm -hmm. it's not what I feel like the early church was you know <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not it's like you you go to church, you commune mm -hmm. there, you gather there, and you speak to one another, and then you go home, and everybody's their own little island and sees to their own little demands mm -hmm. of their lives, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, something I don't know what it is. Maybe the busyness of daily living. Takes precedent, precedence mm -hmm. over fellowship and your own concerns take over. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I, I, it it feels it feels um, guarded to me, mm -hmm. and that might be my own self, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they, so it, 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 the whole thing to me is something that we must contemplate and, and pray about. However, what comes to my heart is he tells us that we are out of the world, which in time past, you were not a people. We were not a people. See, you weren't that people. You were not that generation. But now... Uh, you are the people of God, or which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Something, something happens, and what is the, the the something? I believe the something is the lack of recognition of really and truly what has happened in the life. So the whole, you know, the whole of the New Testament, the, the Gospels. All the gospels, right? From from the time Jesus steps out into ministry and before when John the Baptist was saying, Repent, for the kingdom of 
of God is at hand, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, until the revelation, when we go into, we, we see the, the end times, you know, being manifest and the new Jerusalem coming down. It seems to me that the, the uh, message is how to recognize what God will do if you accept salvation and what he has done if you've accepted salvation. And 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 uh, so somebody, where was I reading that? I believe, believe. Oh, Sister Rima, I peeked forward and I read your uh, <laughs> your devotional this morning, and I thought this is so my lady. Oh, my lady can just feel for others. You have that that sensitivity, and uh, she writes. Finally, it, I won't give the whole thing away, but you you focus on that word believe. Believe, believe, believe. And then uh, in last Sunday, Sunday school lesson, well, it was two, two Sundays ago, we were discussing bitterness and, you know, just not loving somebody. And you wonder, how can a, and a Christian have that? Because God loves everybody, right? But the Christian is growing into it. We have to grow. We have to first suffer. After you've suffered a while, the Lord says you'll be established, right? You have to come to grips with your own frailty, your own weakness, your own pride, your own what? Self-centeredness. You have to deal with that stuff. And so if, if we read the whole book of Peter, which I really hope we, we will come and do this again, we will hear it. We will see it. And then he, even in the very next verse, it says, so dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. You must first recognize yourself as stranger or pilgrim. If you don't see yourself that way, you will continue to live not as the royal priesthood, the, you know, the, uh, the chosen generation, not as the holy nation, not as the peculiar person, but you will live carnally, worldly, just like everybody else. You will not live as a citizen of the kingdom of God, but rather as a citizen of the world. And I do believe with all my heart that that is the problem. Mm -hmm. And so, wherefore cometh among you strifes and wars and all, is it not of your lust? It is written in James, right? Mm -hmm. hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind you have to think differently you really have to approach your life in a different manner and then Gabs I love the fact that you talked about this this, uh, this thing that you get when you go to church and let me tell you, you no need to change churches because wherever you go it's going to be there, there. in some form <laughs> I've never been in a church where it wasn't there yeah. Now I haven't been in all the churches, so maybe it's not really in all the churches. But I think it's it's so spread out that we can generally say that you're probably going to run into something like this in a church, and that is little cliques of people, you know, big 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 leadership, um, you know, and then the little downtrodden who never say anything over there, so you don't really know what they're thinking, and uh, a separation, not at all 
based on what we read in the Bible, like that first church. But wonder why they stuck together so tight. Mm-hmm. What kept them so bad, so so closely knit together? Mm-hmm. Their difference. Like like mindedness. I think Sister Gabby, you were about yeah. to say oneness. Yeah. Like mindedness. Yeah. What else though? Because really in church, people go walk into a church, there's something similar in our thinking about going. I mean, some people go to search it out, but people join churches. So they, we're kind of thinking the same way. You know what I mean? They 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 go, go up and get baptized and, and you still have that cliques and some of those people are part of the cliques. Mm-hmm. What, I think, what is it that kept the early church the glued to one another? I think the leadership. I think the leadership may have been a part of it. Maybe the leadership um, showing or not showing um, um, favoritism. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking off the top of my head, but just kind of. Yeah, but I, I was thinking that to leadership sometimes yeah. plays a heavy role in how people conduct. Cause it seems like we really seem to be drawn to that person that we consider the head, right? <laughs> so they pay, pay a, um, play a big role in how we move so, do something. Uh, it's, you know what I think? I think it was persecution. Mm. Interesting. I think that they were so different mm. and so hated because they had broken with the traditions of men. And I was reading, I'm reading uh, the history of the, uh, the story of the Christian church, right? And the same thing happened uh, after Catholicism had taken a stronghold on Christianity there were those men who recognized that it was there was some uh, error, and they began to write about it, and they were burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. They were killed. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. They had yeah. that in common, right? Because of their faith. Mm-hmm. And they did not give up. The, the people who saw the error didn't fall back. They kept coming. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think a cushy life <laughs> makes people forget mm-hmm. who they are yeah. and who their yeah. leader is. See, our leader suffered, mm-hmm. was ostracized, mm-hmm. was whipped, beaten as he stood in his own truth. When I wrote my that entry in the devotion, the Lord showed me that Jesus Christ was he, he was God in the flesh, but how many of us really believe that? And so his actions were God's way. They were a revelation of who we should be, right? And wow. he was suffered. It is written, uh, where is it? That I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. Mm-hmm. In the fellowship wow. of his sufferings. That's how we want to know him. Uh, being made conformable unto his death. You know, 
in the fellowship of in, in the power of his resurrection being made conformable unto his death. Yeah, I think we don't I think we don't gather around a cause. Not that we we would have to suffer hard like that. The Lord has blessed us to be in a place where we have a freedom to worship, right? But to gather around a one the cause that was as Jesus Christ could call some real real attention to ourselves and cause us then to show forth and manifest the praises of God in such a way as to make us very different. Yeah. Very different. And and the more different you are, the more you want to cling to those who are like you. Yes. Uh, like you. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's true. So, that, was shit. <laughs> that is. Yeah, when, when, when we can gather in such a way, and that's what happened with Love Calling. This this group of young artists, we were, well, we're not we're all that young, right? I was already, I was mid-30s when the Lord spoke that vision to my, well, I wasn't mid-30s when he spoke it, but by the time he, he manifested, I was. And um, the people who joined in did so because we have a, a, a like desire to use that artistic part of ourselves because we were now Christians and we had not yet um, given it up. You know what I mean? And we were different. We were different even than the churches we were going to, save the choir in the church. But we were taking everything that God had given us, the, the poetry, the, you know, the prose, the songs, the, the dance, the music, all of that was coming together. And all of those people who possessed those gifts came together. And how tightly knit were we? Very tightly knit to the point of supporting that ministry, never charging because we determined that the gospel of God is free. It is difference, right? Um, that gets us there. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, ladies, you know, we have, um, I, I would love for us to just go on and on and on and to take questions. I don't think I'm smart enough to take any questions, but uh, it would be lovely to hear what questions would come right? And to read the questions back just to see. And hopefully we, we have not even scratched the service. Communication, communicating, communicating is where we're going. So the early church communicated. They communicated so much that they were <laughs> persecuted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Look out! Look out! When you remember when Peter was uh, when they went to jail in the Book of Acts, and um, they came back uh, after being whipped, rejoicing that they've been counted worthy to suffer with Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, communicating. So those are keep saying it's a, wonderful a cushy thing. life, a cushy life. That's yeah. very, um, <laughs> that's very enlightening. Yes. Yeah. Because and I, I, I want to leave you with this thought, too. I want to leave you with a thought, okay? And the thought is this. If you go into a church 
and that division exists and you see it and you understand what's going on. And we could go deeper with what's going on. Sometimes a pure devil comes in to destroy. What will you do? Hmm. Will you leave? Will you stop going? Or will you become the witness that hmm. Christ sent okay. to show forth the praises of God for him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Will we be the light? Father, will we be the light? That's the question. And let me tell you, Harold, I am challenged in this very moment to stay and be the light. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. Because if you take it personally, it will be um, so too hurtful. It will be very hurtful and you'll not be able to stay. I'm sorry. But if you take it as we ought to take it, that we are different, that we are the royal priesthood, the chosen, the chosen generation, the peculiar people, and that our nation, we're the holy nation, but the nation is not the United States and it's not that church. Mm-mm. Right. Right. We are citizens of a different place. I think, guys, I'm going to have to really go. Okay. Um. Well, because this phone keeps ringing and I'm supposed to take a train and I thought it was at 1030. Nonetheless, you are my, you are, I love you. I love you so much being my co-host and, and so, so <laughs> bright and so spiritually minded that you bring the discussion to life. You know, I want to, to just lift up Christ. This is wow. What a show. And he is the star. He is Hallelujah. the author. He is the director, the finisher. He is all and all with regards to what we're doing here. So we are so thank, thankful for that. I see that we have Rita Empress live in the studio. That's great. We appreciate you being here, Rita. If you have any comments, please do write them um, so that we can read them and uh, consider them in our discussion, in our conversations here. Um, we have not forgotten that we're going to do the Psalms again. We're going to return to the Psalms. It's just that we are responding now to a very important uh, sermon teaching by uh, Pastor Reverend John Thomas from Wadesboro, North Carolina, and it's on communicating. We didn't even uh, scratch the surface. Well, we did. We did, we, we did scratch the surface. We defined who we are and why that communication needs to be clear. One thing I liked in that sermon that I will never forget, I liked everything in the sermon, this I shall not forget. He said, when we do not communicate well, we confuse the world. How about that? Yes, that's heavy. That's That's very deep. Yes. And it's so true. Yes. And and we're going to talk more about that when my friends return. Hopefully, hopefully. It won't be more than a day or two. I want I want the, the live audience to know that we are trying to be consistent. We want to be on air every 
day. And if I have to come alone, I will I will come alone. But I prefer the conversation because it's it's the richness of a thought that informs every topic. One person doesn't have it all. God does indeed, you know, enlighten us. Uh, he unveils some things for us. But um, I, I, it, this this the whole work of love calling is to build fellowship and to highlight the pew. Those people go to church and they sit in the pews. They are not leadership. They are not anybody special to the church, but they are special to God. And God has gifted us all. He led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men that they would be pastors, evangelists, teachers, and all of that. God did it. And he did it to all of his children, not just a few. So I really want you to come back. Nonetheless, there we need to maintain a consistency here so that we don't confuse our audience about what we're doing. God bless you, and may you may you just walk with Jesus. There's a song if I could play it, and if we play right, I would walk walk with Jesus because He is walking with you wherever you are in the world. And with that, I want you to know that we are so glad that you have been here to listen, to take part. Um, and, and we don't want you just listening. Really, we do want your comments. I plead to you, if you come to the studio, to leave a comment if you stay and you hear the, the whole thing. Brian Potter, thank you so much for being with us. Leave a comment if there's anything on your heart, if you want to say anything. The good thing is that the comments are kept uh, on the live show. I didn't know they were. I discovered that, and so I can go back and read them. It's a wonderful thing. God bless you all. Thank you, Light Touch, yeah, Benona Gabrielle. Thank you, Lady R, Miss Rima, uh, for joining me this morning, for being the co-host on Wow, What a Show. Your, your in, in, um, input is extremely valuable and very anointed. May the Lord our God bless and keep all of you wherever you are in the world. And I want you to know that God is alive. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that you can either ask or think. He is able to give you hope, to forgive you of sins that may trouble you. He is able to keep you. He's able to keep you day in and day out from the challenges of life and to cause you to walk above the mundane things. He is all that you'll ever need life and I invite you to get to know him. He's only a prayer away. Thank you so much for being with me today. My co-host, Manola Gabrielle and Lady Rima Jean. God bless you all. Take care and we will meet you again 9 o'clock a.m. and God so speaks 8.30 p.m. May you have also a Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Good day.